Glory to God. Welcome to the I Need to Know, of course, podcast. And of course, uh, we're going to be looking at Jeremiah chapter number two, verse number 13 for our verse and text of scripture. Jeremiah chapter number two, verse number 13. The Bible says, glory to God, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, glory to God, the fountain of living waters, and hewn them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold, glory to God, no water. For a few moments, I'd like to speak from the subject of what are you drinking? My God, glory to God, what are you drinking? Spirit of the living God. Fall fresh, glory to God, upon us like the dew in the morning. Bring refreshment as a result of your word being taught and preached. And Father, we submit ourselves, I surrender under the anointing. And I speak only under the anointing of God. Speak to your people, build them up, strengthen them. Provide wisdom and insight, spiritual understanding for life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? And many uh, may be saying, of course, I know, obviously, that you're not talking about preacher uh, physically what I'm drinking. Every person in life drinks from a fountain, spiritually speaking. It's an invisible fountain, but yet it has glory to God. It's it's it hit home. It's it hits home. Excuse me, that we are drinking. We are constantly in consumption of that which is spiritual. Okay, man is trichotomy. He is body. Excuse me. He is spirit. He is soul, and he is body. I was about to say, of course, the obvious body, soul, and spirit, but. I said spirit first because first first of all it's scriptural because God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So therefore the emphasis is on spiritual. Man is a spirit that lives in a body and possesses a soul. Soul is the mind what you think, the emotions glory to God what you feel and the will what you choose. So this is what's so important. We drink. Our soul drinks from a fountain. Ecclesiastes 3 says, God hath made everything beautiful, glory to God, in his time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 11. And then the Bible goes on in the same verse and says, He, which is God, hath set the world in their heart. Now, the word world is interesting. It's an English word translated from the word eternity. So simply he's saying God has set eternity in the heart of every man. Eternity means life without end. And the Bible says that this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God. Glory to God in his son, Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. You'll find that in John 17 and 3. So therefore, eternity eternity is life without end it's it there's no time limit matter of fact there is no time in eternity and of course the thing is so the eternity speaks of longing 
Every person has a longing that God has placed in their heart, although it's intangible. It, it, it implies and suggests and is true that the only one that can feel the human heart in true satisfaction of the term is God himself. So in other words, the way that God spoke to me about looking at people and the way he sees people through his lens is I'm, I need to be careful when I say this. When he sees a drug dealer, he does see a drug dealer. Yes, he does. But he sees something deeper than the drug dealer. When he sees a prostitute, he sees a prostitute. But he sees more than just a prostitute. When he sees, uh, glory to God, an addict. That's right, a drug, a drug addict. He sees the drugs and the abuse of them. But he sees more than that. You say, what do you mean what he sees more than that? I'm not going to say the integrity of God don't see sin. But I'm saying that he sees it and he sees past that. He sees people do things that they do. And we do things that we do because simply we are seeking spiritual satisfaction without knowing what that we're seeking that. A person, let's take a person that, uh, glory to God, they just seek Learning, 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 learning. They get, in other words, to where learning becomes an idol. There's nothing wrong with learning, but we must put things in their proper perspective or maybe sexual sin. People seek. They just they just we're sexual beings. He made us that way. But in the bounds of marriage, he said marriage is in all marriage is honorable. That's right. Hebrews 13. But whoremongers and adulterers, glory to God, God will judge. In other words, he's saying there's nothing wrong with sex, but it has to be in the bounds of marriage. It has to have limitations. It has to have boundaries. And of course, so people that uh, glory to God are out of control are simply those that are seeking and doing things to try to glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, bring satisfaction to the human soul. The only way the human soul is going to have satisfaction is coming directly from glory to God, eternity, eternal life. God is the only one that can fully satisfy us. So we see here in Jeremiah chapter number two, he says, my people, Glory to God, have committed two evils. My people, Israel, they have committed two evils, two evils, two evils. Now, of course, committing means they have they have trespassed and transgressed. And, of course, the two evils was what? He names them. They have forsaken. That means left and, of course, abandoned me. He's saying they left me, you see. They left me. They left me, you see. So he's saying they left the person of God. How do you leave God? How do you leave? Come on now. Answer the question. Think about this. How do we as believers leave God? Well, the Bible says in Proverbs 3 that we are to acknowledge him. Koshai. That's God in all our ways, and he will do what? Direct our paths. So what does this mean? This simply means we acknowledge God in our minds. 
we think on good things. The Bible talks about as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Show me a great man. I'll show you a man that thinks about God. Psalm 1 said, Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth the way of sinners, nor sitteth, glory to God, in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, what? And is is in the law of the Lord and in his law. That means in his word, he meditates, what? Day and night. And watch this. Here goes the aftermath and the condition of a man that continue, continues not just to think on God's word, but to think on God, because in the beginning was the word and the word was God, you see. So therefore, when we think on God's word, we're thinking on God, you see. So basically, when we stop thinking on the word and reading the word and coming in close proximity with the word, studying his word and meditating upon his word, we then, glory to God, cannot be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. How do we get established in this life? You can't get established monetarily until you first get established spiritually. God created the things that are visible out of the invisible, you see. We have to make sure that we are found being guilty of, glory to God, drinking from the fountain of living waters. You see, he said, you have you have forsaken me. You have you have totally left me. You've totally left me. In other words, in other words, we're talking about here. uh, Of course, cisterns, the word cisterns is used in this verse. The word fountain is used, the fountain of living waters. This is a definite article. It means that God should be our only source to where we draw from and we get refreshment and we get fulfillment from. You see, you see, many times people find themselves and we find ourselves. I just say that in many uh, experiencing many problems and ins and outs and ups and downs of life we go through. Why? Is because we profess God with our lips, but yet we don't truly draw from him the fountain of living waters. And and then we end up in trouble because as we draw from God, we hear from God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Glory to God. And I know them and they follow me. And then I do what I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. That's found in John chapter number 10 verse number starting at verse number uh, glory to God. I think it's 25. 27. So God is simply saying, what are you drinking? When a person goes to a restaurant, that is the first thing that the waiter or waitress asks and poses as a question. What are you drinking? Even before the order is made, what are you drinking? And of course, so uh, uh, I'm saying that to imply that the the question, what are you drinking, is the very first thing in a restaurant. And I just want to also, glory to God, resound that when it comes to the kingdom of God. You're not even in the kingdom if you're not drinking from him. That's the first thing. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Listen closely. And all these things shall be added unto you. So basically, what is God saying? The first thing in our life that we need to put in the forefront that needs to be preeminent in our life is the fact that we drink from the source of God. In other words, we totally depend on him. Being in his word, praying, meditating, being still and knowing that he's God and seeing him exalted above the heathen and see him be exalted in this earth and in our lives. You see, 
Many times we get in trouble because, and we, like I said, we experience things in life and we make mistakes is because we do not draw from the source. God is saying to somebody right now, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, no matter what place you are in your life, some of you are not in a good place. At least you feel that way. Because there are some things in the natural that you say, I really don't care for this. I really don't care for where I am financially. I don't really care for where my business is. I really don't care for where my marriage is. I don't care. I really don't like my relationships. But God is saying, whenever you are pressed to a point in life to where you are totally non-content and not uncontented, when it comes to your life, you need to make sure that you find your contentment in God. The Bible says, be content in all things and whatsoever state you are. Paul said, I have learned to be content. So understand there's a university when it comes to contentment. There's a university and you're going to have to first take the course of humility. Me too as well. Uh, pride comes before destruction and the heart of spirit before fall. We must humble ourselves to make sure that we pass the course and of course graduate. But see, it's not about graduating because you'll never graduate because until we see Jesus, we're going to have to operate in these spiritual principles to drink from his well to drink from his well and his source of life. See, that's why Paul said, it doesn't matter what sort of state that I'm in, I have learned to be content. In other words, learning means, guess what? God teaches us. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor. I feel the teacher and the preacher simultaneously, and he is welcome. Uh, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and the heavy laden, and I will do what? Give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So in humbling ourselves before the Lord, we learn from him. We learn to be content. And as we draw from the Lord, see, many times we, 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 we just profess God. And that's me too. And that, that's me included too as well. But yet we do not possess God in the sense that we depend on him for our every source, our very source of our lives. They, these Israelites rejected God as the, listen closely, ultimate source of our lives. How is God and is God the ultimate source in your life that you know you cannot make it without him? That you And you live like that, not just knowing that, because you can know him and agree that he is your source, ultimate source. But as far as putting glory to God where the rubber meets the road to where it is manifested in our lives, that's a whole different ball game. We got to really understand that. And guess what? God would allow certain things providentially to take place in our life. Glory to God. He will not cause them, but he will permit certain things that are glory to God that are challenging in our lives to bring us to a place to say, look here, you need to draw from me uh, as your source, your source of living. I'm the one that gives you inhale and exhale. I'm the one that feeds, glory to God, every fowl, feeds the fowl of the air. I am the one, glory to God, that died for you on the cross. I am the one that gives eternal life. This is God. I am the one that is giving you the gift of promise, which is the Holy Spirit. I am the one that gives you new mercies every morning. I'm the one that daily, the anointing is flowing. I am the one that does loads you daily with benefits. I'm the one. 
How dare you not make me your source and your ultimate source of living? You see, when you begin to get into God and you begin to get in his word and you begin to feel God and you begin to sense Kosha, God moving in your life, then guess what? There's a repentance that comes across your heart and you say, you know what? I have not been spending time with God. I have not given him my undivided attention. I have been scattered all over the place. Guess what? We're talking about Mary and Martha right now. Mary and Martha. Jesus said, Mary has chosen that great part. I believe that Martha loved Jesus, just like Mary loved Jesus, these two sisters. But there was a problem with Martha because Martha was so busy and coming about with much serving. There's nothing wrong with serving God, but you have to make sure that you are discerning and operating in the spirit of discernment on when to serve and when to sit. You have to discern when to serve and when to sit. Because the Bible does say, be still and know that I'm God. There are times I know in my life I have to do that. Sometimes I just need to be still. Sometimes I just need to get in, get into God with worship music. Yeah, yes, yes. And understand there's a balance with worship and there's balance with the word. And God is simply saying they, you've committed, they have committed, the people of God have committed two evils. Rejecting God is the ultimate source of our life. That's right. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Understand something. What does God give? He gives living water, living water. That means water for life. That means that glory to God. It's living water, water that's going to satisfy your soul. Water that's going to bring uh, glory to God, purity and pure water and refreshment. That's what God is saying. God is saying, I'm going to, as you draw from me, then I'm going to provide freshness to your life, freshness to your marriage, freshness, kosher to your business, freshness to your very soul. So he's saying, okay, broken sister. And he also mentioned broken sisters. He said, you have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and then you have hewned them out cisterns. What is this word? These words hewn them out. It means literally to dig your own well. Do you know that if you ever seen a, a physical well, glory to God. Excuse me, you will, you do know and you will find out that it takes work to carve your own well. That's what hewn cisterns mean, to hewn them out, to forsake the fountain of living waters, which is Jesus Christ, and to make and to hewn out. That means to carve your own cistern, your own well is work. And so what is that saying, spiritually speaking? That is simply saying, glory to God, that we reject what is available to us as it relates to God's, glory to God, fountain of living water. And then we go about and carving and making and trying to create uh, things that bring only temporary satisfaction, sex outside of marriage. That's right. That's right. Glory to God. All kinds of sin living in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. They provide pleasure. Yes, they do. Hebrews 11 and 25 says that glory to God. There's pleasure in sin for for what? Only a season. So it's not lasting fulfillment. See, so you can get fulfillment out of this life. Sure you can. Yes, you can. But lasting fulfillment. We want something built to last. We want something that is consistent. 
And as the older I get, I don't need anything erratic. I need something consistent. So with that said, let's, let's, we're going downhill. Glory to God. Rejecting. So they rejected God as the ultimate, their ultimate source. Glory to God for their very living. Broken cistern simply, of course, as we established, symbolized pagan gods that could not give or sustain life. Oh, how tragic. We invest time in things and ideas and ideologies and philosophies. Glory to God and in, in, in glory to God. Uh, 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 and we invest our, our time, our energy, our monies in things that do not provide sustenance for life or that cannot sustain our lives. That's amazing. They only provide temporary satisfaction. You see, the Bible says, look, not uh, glory to God. The Bible talks about in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 16, while we look not at the things that are seen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But the things that are not seen, glory to God, for the things that are seen are only temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. So in other words, he's saying, I understand you see the things that are temporal, but I don't want you to focus on those things. I want you to set your affections on things above and not on things on this earth where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. That's right. Colossians three and two. And so my prayer to you and for me too, as well, people of God is for us to start drinking from the fountain of living water, us to start drawing from God and allowing our cup to run over. That's right. Glory to God. We here's some I'm gonna give you some examples of broken cisterns that we drink from. We drink from the broken cistern of just general knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. There's there's that there's a saying that is out there that says, Glory to God, knowledge is power. Yeah, knowledge is power to know a thing, but without glory to God submitting that power and submitting that knowledge, glory to God to God and allowing God to be your source, knowledge is power, but knowledge without God is no knowledge. That's right. That's right. Because see, even with knowledge, you're going to need to know how to use that. And you're going to need God to give you the instructions. And you're only going to get the instructions as you draw from him and put him first. How about philosophy? That's a broken cistern. Philosophy. Philosophy. The Bible says that they're ever learning and never able to come unto the knowledge of the truth. That's broken. How about personal accomplishments? That's a broken system. Now, let me let me share something with you that's very interesting. Glory to God. Just because these things are named doesn't mean these things are wicked or evil. But the thing is, what makes them wrong is and wicked and evil is because that. Listen closely is because God is not first name any good thing and then don't put God first. Everything that you name is not good now because everything goes back to God. Everything goes back to reverencing God and seeking you first. Koshad, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things should be added to you. So notice something. Here goes some more broken cisterns, personal accomplishments, my own understanding. Glory to God, limited to my own culture. That's your own understanding, what, what I saw in all the years of my living. So, see, baby, you can't trust everything that you see because just because you see it or because a mass of people are doing it or because your family did it or your mama did it or your dad did doesn't mean that it's right before God. You see, it's, it's, it's when we find out what real and true convictions are is when we draw from the fountain of living waters. The Bible says that God, God has the ability to be able to tell us what is wrong and what is 
what is not right. Glory to God. So so we got to drink from his fountain, the fountain of living waters in order to know good from evil. How about religion? That that means look here, outward manifestations of sacraments and all these things. In other words, seeking God without involving your heart. That's simply what religion is, seeking God and going through the motions without the heart application of allowing God to work in your life. That's that's religion. That's religion. Jesus main battle spiritually was 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 with religious folk it wasn't with drug addicts and alcoholics and and people that are people of sin wine bibbers it was the people that thought they had it together but they were not in tune with god because it was all about them they thought it, they they thought that they were doing god's business you know uh, but they were not it's because they were drinking from the well of Religion going downhill. How about beauty? Drinking from the the well of beauty, the cistern of beauty. The Bible says beauty within itself is vain. That's right. So in other words, there's nothing wrong with beauty, beauty because God made everything beautiful in his time. But what's wrong with it is beauty becomes ugly whenever beauty is placed before God or if beauty stands alone, you see. Glory to God. God can even take ugly stuff, glory to God, and make it beautiful in your life. He, the Bible says he, tra- he trades and, glory to God, trades beauty, his beauty for our ashes. Now, when something is, uh, glory to God, if you deal with ashes, looking at it from that perspective, ashes is simply the last state of something that has been totally, totally uh, destroyed by way of fire. So God is saying, I can exchange beauty for that which has been destroyed in your life. That which is, glory to God, no longer uh, uh, positive for you or even usable for you. You take a piece of paper and set it on fire. It's going to go to ashes. But God says, your life, you, some of you have a life like that. You say, man, I just... That there's nothing good that I went through and nothing good that, glory to God, I don't think that could come out of my life because you don't know what I've been through, preacher. Well, I don't care what you've been through. And I'm not saying that facetiously as if I don't care and I don't have a heart for your pains. But I'm simply saying I don't care what you've been through. Listen closely because God says that your condition is not your conclusion. That what you went through, yes, it hurt. Yes, you were ostracized. Yes, you were criticized. Yes, they lied on you. Yes, yes, you were misunderstood, misrepresented, and misinterpreted. But God wanted me to tell you right now on this broadcast that guess what? If you just drink from my well, if you just drink from me, if you draw nigh to God, I will draw nigh unto you, and I will exchange beauty for your ashes. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, with that said, what are you drinking? God is saying, I need you to, from this day forward, drink from me, drink from my word, drink from me. And then worship me, drink from me, drink from me. I have a wonderful master plan for you. For I know the plans, glory to God, that I have for you. Plans of peace and not of evil to give you a good and expected end. Look here, God says, I want you to have a good and expected end. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. So please be encouraged, people of God, and make sure that you're drinking from the well of eternity that God's going to refresh you. God's going to continue to bless you beyond your understanding. Glory to God. So thank you so much for tuning in to I.
need to know. What are you drinking? I'm drinking from a fountain, glory to God, that will never, ever run dry. That will never, ever, 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 glory to God, glory to God, run dry. May God bless you. May God keep you. This is our prayer. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon.